Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Therese Cerise. And y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And tonight's poem is entitled Let's Communicate. So here we go. I know that I told you my expectations of this relationship in the very beginning, but now we're suddenly having problems and I am not content with this because you claimed that you wanted the same things. It seems that you haven't been very honest with me. When I ask you questions, you avoid eye contact. Now, what is really up with that? When I want to discuss this, you become easily distracted. Do you do this thing on purpose? Your cell phone gets way more attention. We really need to come up with a solution to this lack of communication problem. When you start to avoid me, it makes me feel like you're hiding something. I don't want you to be misunderstood So let me get these thoughts out of my head. Please sit down, relax, and relate. Take some time out with me. Let's go on a date. This is really important to me. So let's take time out to communicate. I hope that y'all are having a wonderful weekend. Today's date is March the 14th, 2021. As this evening comes to a close, I wanted to ensure that I discussed a few things. Here we keep it raw, which is an acronym for real and wise. So I wanted to talk a little bit about communication. And it's such what it can be such a touchy subject because depending on who you talk to there are some people that are like i'm a great communicator and then there are some people that's like i don't talk much then there are other people that say i just observe and then there are others that say i just listen so it just really depends on who it is that you're talking to on any given day in terms of how they view communication But as I am delving into the matters of the heart, as I am delving into the nuances of relationships, I am discovering that communication is very, very important. So much so that you can literally end a relationship or begin a relationship based off of how it is you communicate. And a lot of relationships go through what they go through because something was either not heard, (laughs) the other person assumed they said something that was heard, So they have that assumption of, let's say they thought it, you know, they thought, oh, okay, I'm going to go to the grocery store on my way home from work. And they thought the thought, 
but they didn't communicate the thought. And then later on, their significant other is like, why is it taking you two hours from the time you got off of work to make it here? And then that person may be like, I know you heard me when I said I was going to go to the grocery store after I got off of work. Then you hear, I never heard you say that. You didn't say that. When did you say that? When did we have this conversation? And it's because in their mind, they thought the thought. And for some reason, they really believed that they had communicated that. And there's so many of us that are quick to say, I am not a mind reader. And there are so many people that are like, but I know I said it though. And you may have said it. You may have even said the words out loud. You may have actually said, I'm going to stop by the grocery store after I get off of work on my way home. You literally may have formed those words. Maybe your spouse is in the bathroom. You thought they were with the earshot of the statement. So you just knew you covered all, all bases. And next thing you know, there's a whole argument behind you're going to the grocery store right after you left work. And you're like, how did we end up here? And I was communicating. It happens. And so one of the things that I am working on, even when it comes to my past relationships, I try to keep my mind open to whatever may evolve. And that goes for my children. So if they have an issue with me and if they're like, mom, I'm not in a position, I don't want to talk about it right now. But eventually, I want us to talk about this. I try to keep my mind open for that dialogue to take place. I try to, like, I, I literally had a conversation with my son a couple of days ago. And he's in a relationship. And as a mother, I always want, and I'm sure most parents do, we always want what's best for our children. However, I let him know that in his current relationship, I am not a cheerleader for that relationship. And one of the reasons why I expressed to him that I'm not a cheerleader for this particular relationship is because prior to their getting involved with one another, he was excelling academically on so many levels. And to the point that he was even going to a well-known university only to drop out of that university a year or so later. It's like a little bit over a year. I think he was in, he was in his junior year, so a couple of years later. And so, um, or a few years later. So pretty much that bothered me. And it's bothered me every time I look at her, I just, <laughs> I just have to catch myself in my facial expressions because there's never really a smile. I'm kind of looking like, because I'm feeling like that. Every time I see her, I'm like, So I asked him, I said, you already know how I feel about the situation. You are a young man. You're going to make your decisions. But the reason why I feel this certain way about this particular person is because I feel as if you, the road that you've taken since y'all's involvement, I don't see where you've grown. I actually see the opposite. And it bothers me. Because I only want the best for you. And his response was, okay, 
You're probably right, Mom. I could probably do way better. But I'm in a relationship with her. So I have the ability to help her to become greater, to bring her to my level, so to speak. But even though you and XYZ may not be in agreement with this as my relationship choice, one of the reasons why I stay in this relationship is because when I am with her, she gives me peace. The moment I heard the words, she gives me peace, I wanted to give him dap because I was like, hold up. That's one of the things that I desire in my own relationship is that when I am in his presence, that I have a peace about me, a calmness about me, a serenity about me and vice versa. Where when we are in each other's presence, there's no friction. If there is, it's easily dissolved. Where I'm not feeling like I'm on the defense. Where he's not feeling like he's on the defense. Where we can be in each other's presence. Never have to say a word and be content and so satisfied and just sitting together. And so all of the like not caring too much for this. I mean, I still, because I saw it earlier today and I, I still have that reaction. So I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And so, um, but I did notice how it was easier this time when he was like, can she come over? I didn't take as long to respond. It was easier for me to say, that's fine. As opposed to in the past, I would be thinking of 50,000 excuses why now she can't come over <laughs> and so i said okay lord it's gonna take me a while for me to accept those things that i cannot change you have given me the power to know the difference so let's just operate in that for a moment and i like the fact that he said when i'm in her presence she gives me peace but we communicated about that thing. We talked about it. I wasn't leaning on my, well, I was leaning on my own understanding in terms of how I feel, but I allowed him to, I gave him the platform to be able to speak his truth in love. I spoke my truth in love. He spoke his truth in love. Did we, were we eye and eye, neck and neck in agreement? No, because as a parent, I have my own reasons why I feel like maybe this is not the wisest choice for you. But I respect the fact that he is a young adult and I've done the parenting. So now that I've done the parenting, I've got to trust what I've done. And even when you parent a child, they're still going to have to find their own way. And the way he described it to me was I have my own perception of how I view how certain things should go nine times out of ten because of how I was raised he has his own perception of how he believes things should go nine times out of ten because he's been trying to go the opposite of how he was raised and it's okay it's it at the end of the day as long as my son still has his health as long as my son still has his life 
as long as he has some sense of direction. I've got to allow him to find his true identity. And what I did, I took it a step further because I was like, I realize now that you are at the age where you're not going to always want to talk to mom. You know, I get that. I totally get that. And so what I did, I made sure I asked him first and I was like, would you like a counselor? He was like, yeah, I would. I was like, okay, I'm going to get that information to you tomorrow. And that's exactly because it was like too, 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 too early in the morning. <laughs> we were having this conversation. I mean, too late at night. So, uh, and I did. I did just that. I gave him the information, made sure that he set himself up with the counselor because I realized that as he does journey off into his own horizon, he may not always want to tell me his truth. He may not always want to tell me what he's got going on in his world. And he has every right to be that way. Again, I've raised him. And so I thought about communication in another light. And so um, I just know that it's very, very important that we stay mindful of the things that we desire when it comes to how we want to be treated in every way because I was speaking to a dear friend of mine and we were actually she had reached out to me about her current situation her current circumstances her relationship and just to make a long story short when it comes to newly dating Times have truly changed. And I feel like sometimes we forget that. And so I went and told her that, you know, we've got to start, always start with self. You know, just just always start with self. So when it comes to what it is that you are desiring in a relationship, one of the best things to do is to be with yourself to figure out what are the things that you will tolerate and what are the things that you will not. So that way, when you enter into a relationship, when you start to see the things that you will not tolerate, first, give the person a chance to redeem themselves. Because a lot of times, I'm so guilty of this. So when I'm saying this, the word is a two-edged sword. I am preaching to myself. This is a sermon for myself. <laughs> but anytime that you are putting out your expectations and you are communicating your expectations and the person that you are becoming involved with, are, it, maybe they do not agree. And I'm just going to put it out there because this is where I'm at. This is the walk that I'm in right now. So right now I'm abstinent. And I've had really only one person everybody else has been on board and respected it and has not given me flack but there's this one particular person that has been fighting me on this tooth and nail and I believe it's because this is my belief I mean he may say something different but this is my honest to God belief 
I believe that the reason why he is fighting me tooth and nail is because we had a romantic past together over a decade ago. And because we had a romantic past, he can't seem to fathom the concept that I would want to be abstinent and not ever revisit our past together. And that really, really bothered me to the point that I communicated that and I let him know, like, I, I don't like, I don't like how the conversation is going, first of all, because you're trying to, you're trying to get me to see things from your perspective, but you're trying to persuade me to look at things from your perspective. And in my mind, how I believe that you should be operating is if she says she's abstinent, let me respect that. Period. And so I realized that this was an opportunity because I, I recognized my triggers very, very quickly. And so one of the things that I know is a trigger for me is that I'm one of those um, women that I said what I said. <laughs> That's how I can be. So I don't like repeating myself all the time. So if I've had this conversation with a person six months ago, I don't want to have a conversation again. And I definitely don't want to have it every day. So if you get blocked, it's because I'm tired of repeating myself. That's my stance and I'm sticking to it. So this particular person decided, well, she's not answering my phone calls anymore. So I'm going to find a way to reach her. And I was on a call with another friend of mine. And the phone just kept ringing. I'm like, girl, let me click over because I don't know who this is, but they won't stop calling so it, it must be urgent and right now my sister is out of town so I didn't know if maybe she was calling me to get a ride from the airport I didn't know so I answered the line and lo and behold almost three months later it's his voice and he asked to speak with me and I'm like what do you want he's like I need to talk to you I was like mm, I'm on the line with someone else and she's under duress and I need to I'm having a conversation with her and he was like, I'm under duress also because I haven't heard from you in months. Okay. All right. I got to get off the phone now. So fast forward, um, I agreed to have a conversation with him because apparently he needs closure. Um, and so I have the conversation with him and pretty much one of the things that he said, and I, I was telling my, my homegirl, I said, this is crazy. Because you will never know what areas you truly need help in unless you allow yourself to date or get to know other people. If you're, I'm talking about single people. I mean, you could date if you're you know, in your marriage, you can date each other, but I'm talking to single people right now. So it's like you, it's one thing for you to say I'm healed and I'm whole, but eventually you're going to have to be tested. It's one thing for you to say, I'm over it. But eventually you're going to have to be tested. It's one thing for you to say, I've moved on and forward. But eventually you're going to have to be tested. And so I believe that he was my test. So, no, nothing happened. For those of you that are like, okay, so what? No, nothing happened. But I was able to have a conversation with him. And I was able to see where his mind was at. 
And I was like, what is it? You've been pursuing me for over two years. I've said no, no, no. When you say no, 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 no. Anyway, I've been saying no for a long time. So, um, and it ain't been, and it's really, yeah, 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 yeah. It ain't been that. So, um, I was like, what is happening? Like, why won't you leave me alone? And I didn't say it like that, but it probably came across like that. And what I'm starting to realize is part of the reason why I truly believe, actually he said it, but I really believe that what he said was true. He was like, because you're a challenge. So let me get this straight. We have had a past together. So how can I be a challenge if you've already slept with me over a decade ago? To me, that's not a challenge. Been there, done that, right? Didn't they say like, why buy the cab? You can get the milk for free. So if you've already been intimate with me before, why would that be considered a challenge now? And... So I don't, I didn't get the answer to that question because I, I asked it in my head. That's first and foremost. <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, like, that doesn't make any sense because you've already came and conquered. That's the way I looked at it over a decade ago. So now why would you be like, uh, it's a challenge or, you know, you're a challenge. And my other question to him was, I'm abstinent. I've already told you that I'm waiting for my future hubby. You appear to be on a totally different agenda. So why would you not leave this whole situation trying to, you know, see where my mind is at, trying to see if we can reconcile? Why would you not leave that situation alone and go for the girl who will give you whatever you want, when you want, how you want it? Because to me, that would eliminate you figuring out or trying to get the closure like that would eliminate all of that you just go you go where you know <laughs> you go where you're welcome <laughs> that's the best way for me to put it just go where you're welcome and so um and so needless to say he ended up um telling me no what it is is that you talking about me you want to control the relationship so i started thinking and i was like lord is that an issue? Like, is that one of my issues? Is that I want to be the dictator of the relationship. I want to guide how it goes. Because if that is an issue for me, I am I'm very grateful for this person telling me this. Because now that's another area that I need to pray about in order for me to figure out how not to be that way. Because... Whoever it is that God is going to send to me, submission has to play a role in that. And so if I'm trying to be the dictator of the relationship, that's not really operating in the not my will, but God's will be done. That's operating in let my will be done. And so I said, okay, I'm, and I listened. I listened and I said, okay, and I took that feedback. And I took the feedback because at the end of the day, I am trying to be a better person. And I, I'm not trying to come across rude to people. I'm not trying to come across disrespectful. I want people to know that I respect their opinion, even if I don't agree with it, that I still respect it. 
And so it was to me, it was a healthy dialogue, first of all, because that's just something I do anyway. I absolutely love talking to the opposite sex. And I think the reason being is because the way guys think really is different than the way girls think. Guys are more factual. Girls are more emotional. So I love talking to my male friends because I don't know. It just gives me insight. It gives me so much insight. Like I can sit. I know whenever my brother is talking, I can sit on the phone and listen to him talk and listen to his views and the whole time it's like I'm taking notes like, OK, so this is what you don't want to do. This is what you want to look for. He may not be intending it to be that way, but I'm taking notes because I'm just like, you're actually educating me whether you know it or you don't. You may be telling me about your personal experience, but I'm being educated at the same time. I'm learning what I do want to see in a relationship and what I don't want to see in a relationship when it comes to my own relationship. And I do that a lot with other uh, some of my other male friends, like I love listening to them. I love listening to the input. I know I had one neighbor. He's a little bit older than me. Um, and at one point, one season in our lives, um, we used to talk like every, I felt like it was every day, but it's probably every other day if I'm being realistic. And just listening to like his wisdom. I was like, there are some really smart people in this world. <laughs> <laughs> but just listening to his views, listening his listening to his perspective, whenever I would go through certain situations and I would call him and I'm like, okay, so this is this was going on. What should I do? And then just to hear it from a male's perspective before I would make a decision, I'm like, okay, okay, I hadn't looked at it that way. I hadn't thought about it about it that way. And so yes, I have the utmost respect for my male friends, the utmost respect. Um, and yes, it does so happen to be that a lot of my male friends are some, not all, but some of them are my ex-lovers. And I believe that's just because I, I know how to let bygones be bygones. And I had one friend, one guy friend tell me one time, he said, Teresa, you're like, totally, you are the homie lover friend. You're just the whole, you're just that. And so, um, and I think, I mean, I don't know. I just, I love to just listen to what they got to say because <laughs> I can learn so much. You can learn a lot when you're quiet. And so whenever I'm listening to them, half the time, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to take my little notes and, okay, so this is how you don't talk. This is what you don't say. Um, yeah, I'm trying to learn, trying to learn some things. But um, so yeah, communication is really, really important. And I'm glad my son was open I'm glad my son was honest and I'm glad that my ex actually took the time out to tell me, well, you know, this is why I believe that you would not allow our relationship to grow into something greater is because this you have your own perception of how you believe. And he's right. I do have my own perception of how I would like my relationship to go. But I should not be trying to dictate the relationship or control the relationship. That's something where the two come together and we agree in terms of me and, and whoever God has sent it to me, um, where we come into agreement in terms of this is what the relationship is going to look like. That's something that we do together. That's something that I'm not supposed to try to control. That's something that he is not supposed to try to control. Whoever God is sending my way. This particular person, as I've stated to him many times, 
before he was blocked. I believe that I'm on this side of the spectrum, sir. And I believe that you're on that side of the spectrum. And I do not believe that you and I, in any way, form or fashion, are considered equally yoked. And because I don't believe that you and I are considered equally yoked, that is the reason why I opted to exit the relationship. That's it's not meaning that I don't like you as an individual. That's not meaning that I don't care about your opinion. It just simply means I don't want to be your woman. That's all that means. That's really all that means. And you should respect that enough to let my yes mean yes and my no mean no. And, you know, maybe I could be the person to tell you whenever you do decide to date someone else, you might want to get her because she, she seemed like a real nice person. Like, I don't mind being that person at all, <laughs> at all. Let me hook you up with your next boo. How about that? I I'll help you with that. It can't be none of my friends, though. See, that's where I draw the line. We had, I actually had a conversation with the same person. And there may be a thousand and two people that disagree with me on this. But I'm going to tell you how I view this situation. I have a problem with messing with my exes. Like, I would never want to mess around with my exes, best friend, friends, close friend. I got a problem with that. But I have learned that there are a lot of people that don't have a problem with that at all. Oh, have I learned. And so I remember there was a guy that I was dating. And after we broke up, one of his best friends started trying to pursue, started to try to pursue me, told me that he wanted us to be together. I said it in the nicest way possible. I don't mess with my ex's friends. Not knowingly. Now, if this happened, it's, you know, I just, I can't. I can't. I believe that has happened. Let me see. I'm 47 years old. I believe that has happened once in my lifetime. Once. Because I don't believe in messing with the ex's friend. And that how that situation evolved, because that's exactly what it did. It evolved. I wasn't thinking about the ex like he wasn't even in my mind. But looking back, I was like, girl, that was jacked up because now they can have conversation. No, they really can't because, yeah, they can't. They can have conversations, but only one person can attest. <laughs> anyway, I digress. So, um, but yeah, so I literally... When I think about that, yeah, thank you, Lord, for keeping me honest. Because I'm like, no, yeah, I have. I've been down that road, which is why I could say I don't like doing that. Like, I don't like that, the, how that is, how that that whole scenario. Um, it's just too messy for me. That's like the best way for me to put it. It's too messy for me. But in his, his opinion was like, well, if you don't want me... <laughs> was like if you don't want me then I should be free to mess with any of your friends and I was like Ugh. so that let me know that I still have some residue from my high school years and that is something that I literally I don't know how you how do you get I don't know how you how do you get over that because I still have residue from that I still have residue where 
there were people that were my friends that ended up messing with the men that I had been with and it bothered the living daylights out of me. So how do you get past that? Um, yeah, if you have any answers, you can leave me a voicemail. <laughs> but no, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, there's just someone he said that I was like, I never, because there are some people that look at it just the way he does. And they're just like, you know what? I mean, y'all are exes. Y'all aren't together no more. So I'm going to shoot my shot. And you shouldn't have a problem with it. I'm just like, mm. I mean, you can shoot your shot, but don't tell me I shouldn't have a problem with it. Because I'm going to have a problem with it. If I know that I've been intimate with you and then I see you with my homegirl, those vis even if I like that vision is going to be in my head, like, girl, that he's sloppy seconds. Like, why would you want the sloppy seconds? <laughs> he told me, don't call me sloppy seconds. Okay, well, I'm just saying, like, why would you? Uh-uh. How come you can't get your own? Like, find somebody that's not affiliated with me and do it that way. Um, there's like so many women in this world. Why would you want to be hooked up to somebody that's connected to me? That's not cool. But there are some people that are like that. So I'm learning. And I think that's another reason why communication is key. Because you learn a lot. If you communicate properly and you ask the right questions, it's a whole lot of stuff that you could avoid. You could avoid having that cheating boyfriend. I remember there was one guy that I was dating and I had some, you know, homegirls that I had brought around because um, I wanted to introduce them to him. And after they left, he said, I just want you to know, and I'm paraphrasing this because, you know, I don't know what type of audience is listening. He said, both of them would let me sleep with him, both of them. So you need to watch yourself. And I was like, huh? I had never dated anybody that we had that openness like that. So for him to say that, and then, you know, I let things, I kind of let things evolve. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and eventually, you know, the friendships faded. But when he said that, I was like, hmm. That's also letting me know that um, if you believe that you could sleep with them, that you would be the type of man that would pursue that. So. Another confirmation that you ain't it. Just saying. Because if the thought is in your mind and it comes out your mouth, nine times out of ten it's in your heart. Which means that you have the ability and you most likely would, if the circumstances presented itself, would go there. So yeah, you're not someone I need to give my heart to. But yeah, so um, communication is key. Make sure you're doing it. If you're not... Try to implement it and see how it will change the trajectory of your life. I hope that this has blessed someone, even when I'm babbling. <laughs> I hope someone is touched by it. I don't know if y'all can notice, but your girl is tired. But I was not going to not come on tonight. So um, I'm going to go ahead and read my letter to my future hubby and it is dated march the 14th of 2021 dear future hubby let me go back hold on you must be closer to me than i even realize why do i say this well because i've noticed 
that when a new relationship is about to emerge, someone from your past resurfaces. Remember when I spoke months earlier about ending a relationship because it didn't seem like that person and I were on one accord? Well, I blocked him on social media as well as on my cell phone to ensure that I didn't send any mixed signals. However, today, while I was on the line with one of my longtime girlfriends, helping her out with her present circumstances, someone kept calling on the other line. So I placed her on hold and it turns out he used a different phone number to reach me. Wow. So because I understand that some folks truly need closure before they can start anew, I took the time to speak with him and I allowed him to express how he felt when I blocked him. Honestly, it's not in my nature to go around blocking people just because we share a difference of opinion. I am surrounded by good-hearted people who don't always share the same views and opinions as I do, and that's in regards to various subject matters. However, the one thing I was reminded of as I spoke with him is that I have a stubborn side. Yeah, I can be very stubborn at times, although not many people see this side of me, which could be because I stopped allowing people to get too close to me as a method of guarding my heart. I explained to him that my departure from the relationship was to allow him the opportunity to find quote unquote, his person, since he clearly has a problem with my stance on abstinence, holidays, etc. I'm getting too old to try and convince anyone that they should, quote unquote, see things my way. I am absolutely fine with taking the let's just agree to disagree stance. I get to keep my peace this way. For example, if I know that I love to eat pink grapefruit and you absolutely hate the idea of eating pink, pink grapefruits, I refuse to spread um, to. I can't even read my own writing, y'all. <laughs> this is what happens when you write in cursive. I refuse to spend the next six months to a year trying to convince you that pink grapefruits are where it's at. Instead, I will respect your hatred for pink grapefruits while I continue to enjoy the pink grapefruit that's set on my plate. I know what I desire in a relationship. I know what is not up for negotiation. I know that I take being abstinent very seriously. And what I don't need is someone constantly reminding me of who I used to be or what I used to do. Truth be told, I already know about my past. I have six beautiful children. I know what sex feels like. So if I say I want to wait until my purpose partner manifests, I don't need anyone else but God to co-sign on the dotted line of my heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. The old Teresa has passed away. Behold, I am definitely a new creature in Christ. I don't live on the block of my past. I moved out years ago. Now, the only time I visit that old block is when I am helping someone else to realize that they can move out too. That they have the capacity to dream bigger, desire more for themselves, and push towards greater, a higher calling, their true purpose, 
far above instant gratification and find the true meaning of living and loving. I love you, love, Teresa. So I hope y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, whenever it is that you hear this podcast. However, please do me a huge favor. Be sure to take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.